Hey, it's A. Hey, it's V. And this is T with A and V, presented by the WNBA. Okay, so before we get started this week, we just wanted to quickly make sure that all of our listeners out there are subscribing to Just One Sports Newsletter. Our schedules are pretty busy, so it's hard to keep up with everything all the time. But I know that twice a week, I can read the JWS newsletter and get caught up with everything that's happening in the WNBA, the NWSL, golf, tennis, hockey, you name it, it's there. Seriously, I love getting caught up on everything that's happening in women's sports across the board. And they even have this cool referral program so fans can earn cool things like swag just by spreading the word. So get on over to JustWomenSports.com to sign up. We have a really good topic. Like, I, I, I love this topic because I feel like I like when sports like overlap, I guess you can say, like when athletes go to other like different games yes but like when you go to a completely different sport like Naomi did uh she went to her first WNBA game in New York and she tweeted about it she was sitting courtside and like I think that was pretty cool to see that's awesome like especially women supporting women um and especially like different sports I think it's so cool and it just it really helps to obviously you know spread the word about the WNBA so we absolutely Mm -hmm. need to get out and get to other women's games as well Right. And I'm definitely, if I see like Naomi just sitting there, of course, I'm stopping pregame and going to say, hey, I, I can't miss up on that opportunity. For sure. <laughs> okay. So she's training, of course, in between majors on, on her tour. What's the pitch to get her to a Lynx game? Go. Ooh, Naomi girl. Look, we have the best fans <laughs> in the league. Okay. You're going to have so much fun. We'll get you courtside. We got cheese curds here in Minnesota. So I know. I know you're training, but like you got to take like Jeez a little Christ. snack break sometimes. Wow. Jesus. And we'll put on a good show for you. So come on over to the Minnesota Lynx. <laughs> what about you? That is hilarious. <laughs> I mean, I, there's nothing much I can really say. I'll just be like, hey, welcome to Vegas. Like, yeah, what else can said. I say? <laughs> no, that's it. Welcome to Vegas. It's time to have some fun. <laughs> I actually have a pitch for you because my favorite thing about Vegas, and I think you guys don't do it anymore. But was when Sydney Colson was like, Lady Aces, <laughs> Lady Aces. Everyone loved that. And like, it's Love crazy that. how that really like blew up. But yeah, that's a pretty good one. That's a good, that's a good pitch yeah, too. Yeah, so like she can get in, playing in that the in cheer. the background. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. <laughs> so what did you think of her outfit? It was it's really cute, cute. But I feel like the way she expresses herself through her clothes is like really, really cute. And also her heritage. Like I love that she digs down mm-hmm. deep like to her roots and and show that throughout her outfit. Yeah, I love that. And I think like clothes are such an expression, like you said, of your personality and stuff. And I just love the way that she expresses herself. Yes, yes. So we were just talking about like how we love like crossing over the sports and having other athletes come watch us play. Like if we had an opportunity to go to a tennis major, like which one are you going to? I would probably pick the French Open. Um, I love France anyway. So any opportunity to go there, I think would be really cool. Yeah, see, I would use, I would like go with the US Open because I think I heard Drake rap about it. And I'm like, yeah, I just want to go there just so I can like, use that. I can, <laughs> I can use that as like my IG capture when I'm taking a picture. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, so let's switch over to music a little bit. Yes. Aliyah's music just hit streaming services after 20 years. Is that not crazy? It Aaliyah. Crazy. Aaliyah, like it's crazy. Like, I feel like we're a little too young. But, like, I still feel like I grew up wanting to be Aaliyah. Like, I would, like, love to dress like her. Her swag was, like, really, really dope. But this is a big deal. 
Side note, Aaliyah was the reason I was scared of planes when I was little. Oh, seriously. <laughs> side side note, she's the reason I'm scared of planes right now. You know why? Because um, her plane crashed because it was too heavy. Like they had too much um, luggage on there. Did you know that? No, and I did not know right this. now, yeah, but right now, like the way that they calculate how many people can be on the plane is like weight calculation. And they used to do it in the 90s where America's a lot bigger than it used to be. So they, I heard that they're wow. like thinking about they have to maybe like weigh people or scale that. I'm like, so if you haven't done that yet, are we too heavy right now? Wow. <laughs> wow. That is, that's insane to think about. Thank you for putting that in my head now. Greatly appreciate it. With all our travel, now you can be scared all the time. But <laughs> <laughs> with Aaliyah just dropping songs from like after 20 years, Kanye just dropped his album. And like, I don't know how I feel because I feel like it might be overhyped. I haven't listened to it yet, so I shouldn't make a comment on it. But like, I feel like it's just a lot of things surrounding it. Like his performances I heard were super dope. But like, I feel like it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, just drop the album, like let the album do the talking. Yeah. But he spent a lot of time on it, so I hope it's good. I'm, I personally am not a Kanye West fan. Yeah, I can go on the record and say that, uh, but I hope the album does well. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would agree with you. Um, but I think, you know, it's probably all this stuff behind him because he loves all the hollapaloo. Like, he's a performer. He likes all the extra. Yes, you he's know? super so. extra with it. Like, when he stayed in Atlanta... Like, how do you buy out a whole stadium and just live there while you make an album? Like, that's... I mean, that's you're doing the absolute most. <laughs> but we're talking about him, and that was probably the point. So I guess... That is the point. Hey, now do. I have to go listen to the album, because I'm like, <laughs> what made you stay away from everything to make this thing? Like, yeah. We'll see. <laughs> this next topic is like, ooh, we're really shifting gears here. The Good Trouble March is in Washington. And it is uh, voting rights rallies that are happening in Washington on the anniversary of Martin Luther King Jr. I have a dream speech. This takes on how it's, you know, 2021 and people are still marching on Washington 58 years later. Like that is crazy mm-hmm. to think about. And like when, I guess when people say history doesn't repeat itself, it doesn't. But then at the same time, it has this glimpse where I'm like, wow, like we really haven't changed or change is still on the way and we're still trying to reap benefits from where our grandparents were trying to help us get to this point so I don't know I, I think I, I think I, yeah ahead, history I think it, history definitely does repeat itself especially if yeah. you're not educated in it like that's mm-hmm. like a saying like if you don't know history it's bound to repeat itself because you can't learn from your past mistakes and um, I wouldn't say we don't know about this because it's something we've been fighting for for so long. I think it's more sad that six years later, we're still marching Doing for yes. some of the same topics that are like human right things, like voting rights. I mean, why right. is that a problem in 2021? Why are voting rights a problem in 2021? Like, that's what's frustrating. It's like, we know about it. So it's not even like we forgot. It's just, how is this still an issue over half a century later? Yes, I 100% agree with that. And I don't even know if I can even say like seeing marches and things like that. It's like, oh, hope is on the way, like change is on the way. It, I'm one of those people where it's like, you know, if you walk it, you talk it. Like if you talk it, you walk it. So I don't know. I Hopefully this means change is on the way to where another 60 years we're not still marching for these the same thing. But it is a good sight to see that people are really standing up for what they believe in. 
Yeah. And is I was going to say, it is the only like hope out of that is that it's not like people have given up on it. You know, people yeah. are still fighting hard. They're still trying to get what they deserve, what's right. And yeah. I think it just shows like the resilience and like how much people want things to change. And yeah. it's like anything else. Like if you make a big enough fuss about something, that's when change happens. When you sit on yeah. the sidelines, like at this point, we should know people are not going to do things out of the goodness of their heart. Like the government, whatever, whatever is not going to do mm-hmm. things because it's the right thing to do. You have to stand up for what you believe and you have to make a big enough commotion out of it where they have no choice but to listen. For sure. I, I believe that hundred percent snaps the feet. Girl, you just killed that. I'm dropping, I'm dropping tea in this tea. <laughs> yes. Okay, so before we go to break, we've got to give some props presented by the WNBA. This is where we highlight someone who is crushing it on the court. Sophie, who are you shouting out this week? We've been back from the Olympic break now for a few weeks, and all eyes are on the WNBA season. So we want to throw more props at Enrique Gumawale, this year's All-Star Game MVP, who is on fire right now, leading the Dallas Wings and helping lead the Wings to a playoff spot. They play the Sparks on the 19th, so check it out. Who are you looking at this week? Okay, this week I'm going to give props to Liberty's Michaela Anyuere who is holding it down for the rookies this year. She's clear front runner for rookie of the year. So if you haven't seen her play this season, you're missing out. You better tune in tomorrow night when the Liberty play the Mystics in New York. It's a big game, very big game. (laughs) So before we bring on our next guest, uh, we want to get serious for a minute. He is known as a fun podcast, but sometimes we have to take it on the serious topics as well. Uh, Ones that are important to us. We talk about mental health and the toll that it has on being athletes, especially just under the public light all the time, especially today. And we're going to have some more fun, but today we want to get into some serious topics. Uh, and for me, this one kind of really hits home uh, because it is someone that has been through something that I don't even think we can wrap our head around, Fee, uh, and losing his his mother into just a cold blood hatred of a mass shooting and Mm -hmm. this one really kind of touched me because you know we see and it's sad that we even have to say this but we see it on tv all the time mass shootings in everywhere and anywhere in our in our nation but when it was like the Charleston nine and it was South Carolina and it was somewhere Mm -hmm. where I've been and I I've seen this church in my head and my dad knows the pastor that was killed as well like that really struck me hard because I'm like wow like you really don't feel it until it hits close to home and it's sad that that's when we have our biggest like open moments where we're like, oh my God, this is real and this is happening. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm so glad that we have people like Chris Singleton that can come on and continue his mother's journey and legacy and spreading the spreading love instead of hate. Uh, and yes. I am so happy that I can introduce him because uh, he is not defined by one thing. He is someone that's going to be there for the baseball fans. He is uh, now just a motivational speaker and also a social activist. Well, Chris, I don't know if you heard much of our podcast, but when it comes to our podcast, we like to spill the tea, but this tea's like from everywhere. Like we have musicians, we have athletes, of course, like, and like, like yourself. So just like, tell our, tell our listeners, who's Chris? Like, tell, who, who is Chris? Yeah. Okay. Uh, spilling the tea. All right. So <laughs> husband, I'm a father, um, and, uh, a son. I played professional sports for a little while, and now I have the opportunity to, you know, speak professionally um, and share a message of unity and love. So 
that's me in a nutshell right there. Thanks. Yeah, and I think we have to like add, of course, social activism in there. Like we were just talking about, like even when you listed out all those things, you're 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 so much more of what people would think of. And uh, I just I want to know, like, how did what influenced you so much to make a commitment to social activism? Yeah, so so I, I didn't you know grow up wanting to be an activist or anything like that. Um, for me, it was personal experience. So I lost my mom in a really uh, rough way. It was a, a racially racially motivated mass shooting um, at my, my church, Mother Emanuel. And so following that, I kind of devoted my life to, uh, you know, bringing people together, learning perspectives, most of all, trying to put an end to racism. So that's how it started for me. Um, and, and it's just, it's grown since then. So yes, that's, that's where it came from. You think that people are ever like surprised that you reacting in such a positive way and like bringing love and positivity and like, instead of, you know, cause people can take that in a different direction. Yeah, no doubt. So I've seen people say, man, Chris, you forgave your mother's killer. Like, man, you let him off the hook, you know? And, and I understand where people are coming from with that, but I've devoted my life to uh, teaching people that think the same things that he thought. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I, I understand where it comes from. Usually it's from a place of love. Uh, but I'm not on the sidelines, you know, I'm still doing the work every single day. And so usually when people understand that and they see that I'm genuine, then they kind of, they, they, they stop with those comments, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. I also kind of feel like, obviously I can't talk on this or how you feel, but does it feel like, you know, if you were to like keep that hatred or keep that, it, it like takes away from your life as well, forgiving him and then teaching other people makes at least maybe something positive coming out of such a horrible situation. Yeah, like I, I often say, there's a quote, it's, uh, it says, forgiveness is setting a prisoner free, only to mm -hmm. let her realize that you're the prisoner yourself. And so mm -hmm. when, when we hold grudges, whether it's, you know, from an old, you know, relationship or something or whatever it may be, we, we constantly eating away at ourselves too, right? We, we could have mm -hmm. had great things going on in our future, but we constantly thinking about what they did or, you know, how they messed up our lives instead of just, you know, taking it and saying, you know what, I'm going to brush this off and I'm going to keep moving forward. Um, that's what I've tried to do. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's been, it's been crazy just to watch your journey, Chris, honestly, like just seeing you speaking out. Cause I, I feel like when I, just like what Fee was saying, I have, we have no idea the feelings and the emotions behind it all, but for you to go out there and shine light and to continue, continue your mother's legacy, it is something that is incredible to see. And, and when we think about it as athletes, like mental, the mental battle is the hardest battle in itself. And so I guess I want to ask you from being a former athlete, like how has like that mental health part of that aspect, like how has that helped you now that you're not an athlete, but you're speaking to others and, and you're teaching others? Like what is your perspective on how to protect your mental health as well? Yeah. Um, so this is something that I, with all the athletes that I share with, we oftentimes say like, hey, our sport is our therapy, right? It's our getaway. A lot of times people say, you know what? This sport has been my therapy. And I realized for me, it wasn't just the sport, but it was the success in the sport, right? So it was the applause that I got from the sport. It was, it was the, the pats on the back that I got. So it wasn't just playing, even though I thought it was in my head. Oh, I just need to play and I feel good. No, it was when people were saying, man, Chris, you did that so well. And so when, when we're looking at our sport, we need to figure out, hey, is the only reason why I think this is therapeutic for me because of the success that I, that I have in it? And then what happens if we have a little slump because we all go through right. it, right? 
Right. What happens when we have a slump? Is it still going to be that outlet for us or is it just something that we we feel good about because everybody's looking at us and the, the cameras are on us and, you know, when things are going well. So uh, with my mental, I never said it was j- the sport was my getaway. The sport was a place for me to it was like art. Right. So you go out there and have fun and, and learn. And it's it's a battle you competing. But I had to stop thinking it was my therapy because it wasn't. That is so true. I mean, especially when you get to the professional level, you're not really playing for fun anymore. You're, this is your living. And if you're not performing, you're not going to make the money that you need to. If you're providing for other people, you have to worry about that. Like, obviously you want to play. So that's stressful. So that's so true. It's not an outlet. It's really not. It's only an outlet when you're playing well. Exactly. You know what's aggravating? Like I see people, um, you know, I see fans say like, if a pitcher's, you know, throwing balls and they're like, man, just throw a strike. And you're like, man, you think I'm sitting up here trying to suck right now? You know what I'm saying? Just make like, the shot. Like, I'm not missing just, on purpose. Just right? make the shot. <laughs> nah, come on, man. Nah, that, that used to be so aggravating for sure. But yeah. they sometimes they have no, they got no idea. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, not even a clue. And like, when you put it in perspective, it's, it's really not an outlet. And we're just like so happy when everything's going well. But the minute you mess up, now everybody's like, my mom would always say, they hail you, then they nail you. And it's like, so yeah. true when you're a professional athlete like everyone's always up and when you're down it's like oh no you're terrible who are you why do you <laughs> and i've never even thought sport? about it that way yeah i've never even <laughs> thought about it that way so it's like i feel like i just had an epiphany when you said that <laughs> i was so just true. like shook right now when chris was talking i was like that is so true. like wait is this my life too <laughs> <laughs> right. everybody man right but it's We're good though it's good it. yes yeah. yeah so speaking uh, of sports and stuff yeah yeah, I was just going to say, is there a reason that, like, the Lynx and the Aces are your favorite WBA team? Like, is it just us? Or <laughs> I think no, the Aces sure. are actually ahead of the Lynx. <laughs> oh, a little bit? Aces, I don't, yeah. I don't know. And then, like, the oh, okay. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> no, but, no, like, I, how closely do you follow the WBA? I actually just started when, when Aces started playing, to be honest with you. Mm. So, I was, you know, I'd seen people like Candace Parker, but I, I wasn't really following too closely until somebody that I know from, you know, South Carolina, was a great uh, college basketball player when she started getting in the league, getting all these accolades. I'm like, man, I need to, I need to stay with it. And that's when I started to follow it more. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's, that's kind of how my journey has been with it. Nice. I mean, it's hard not to follow someone that has their own statue at the college. Oh, God, <laughs> exactly. Big time. Big time. Never, never. I'm just out here just trying to like, get by at this point <laughs> oh she gets oh, by on. she's the mvp her team goes to the finals like she's an olympian she has a statue i don't think oh, you're getting by see no it, it's thriving just, that's thriving yeah, right there just this is your outlet right it. now you're doing very well <laughs> just having fun nice. with my outlet you know <laughs> i love, I love that yeah. but like are there any other like i guess women's sports team that you look into or like anything else like what's who else who else are you like really down for like you're a diehard fan for them uh for women's teams yeah or anybody in general i'm gonna be honest like the thing that i feel like most people watch you know what as far as women's sports is anytime it's something with the olympics right because we're cheering for our country all eyes are on that and so during the olympics i was cheering for different you know sprinters i'd seen stuff in the olympics i hadn't even seen before with different track and field stuff um there was like you know, women shooters, like they were shooting like guns and stuff. I'm like, man, I didn't even know this was a real sport, you know? Same. And so I, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm learning stuff I, I, I'd never seen before. So I started to follow throughout the Olympics. I'm like, okay, I wonder if there's actual teams for that, you know, during the, right. when it's not the Olympics. 
um, mm-hmm. or with their professionals, how they competing when it's not the Olympics. So I'm learning with that, but the Olympics definitely helped me grow and, and look at women's sports a little bit more. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So transitioning a little bit, um, like from being a pro to being, you know, off the diamond, was that hard for you? Because even though we're both young in our sport, it's something I think about like all the time. So did you have any like kind of anxiety or did you know what you wanted to do um, when you were done? Yeah, it's funny you ask because, um, you know, obviously sports is it's a, it's a business, right? It's cutthroat mm-hmm. a lot of times, right? You sometimes you're there the next day you might not be there. And so right. a lot of my buddies, um, you know, we're playing in the minor leagues. And so we're grinding. We're trying to provide for our families, trying to make it to the big leagues. And I was always speaking in the offseason. So I was, you know, speaking in different youth groups, different churches, companies and stuff like that in the offseason to help feed my family. Um and so I knew what I wanted to do, what my calling was. I didn't, I just wish that I would have had 20 million in the bank before I had to, you know, transition. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but it was, it was smooth for me. My, I had some of my buddies, some of my buddies are still playing right now. And this might be the year that they're like, Hey, if I don't get to the big leagues, um, if I don't get that next contract, then this is it for me. And they got no idea what to do because uh, their, their identity was wrapped around their sport and their sport, mm-hmm. sport only. Um, and I was grateful that I wasn't that way for me. Like I knew, some baseball was something I did, not just not who I was, you know? Yeah. That's, that's big time. Like, I guess, I mean, that could be a tip to us. We have like, we were just thinking about, Oh, is there any tips that you could give to us uh, as we're kind of fairly new in our career, but I feel like that's a tip in itself. Like don't let your, your sport define you. Yeah. I also think like you guys have so much influence right now. So, you know, being that you're, that you're playing actively. um, And so there's people that are looking at you. What are you, promoting, making sure, making sure it's something that you stand behind and behind in, you know, 10, 15 years. If you look back and say, man, why did I, you know, why, did, why was I a part of that? Or making sure it's like, no, nah, this is something I stood on back then. And I still stand for it today um, is, is always good, especially when you have the influence and all the eyes that you have on you right now. Yeah. yeah. That, I think that was also like a key part in us. Like when we played in the bubble, it was just a matter of when we didn't play in the bubble. We went, we didn't have that platform to speak out on things when all eyes are on us, when we're playing on ESPN. And I think that's the biggest takeaway that I took, like took from the bubble was the platform that we have as athletes yeah. right now playing is like all eyes are on us. And whether you hate us or you don't want to watch us, you're still listening to us and you still see us. So it's kind of like, we got to take advantage of that. And I think it's too, like, kind of using your platform, like, responsibly, because, you know, Mm -hmm. especially, like, little kids, like, we really pride ourselves on little girls, like, looking up to us. So using it to speak out on what you believe in and, like, getting people involved in that kind of stuff. So I feel like we take, I don't know, I feel like we definitely are cognizant of that when we're on social media or or playing games or whatever it might be. Yeah, they're hanging Mm -hmm. on to every word. And then sometimes, like, I'll see this with athletes, like, you know, I was uh, speaking to this NFL team and, and basically they were asking me like, OK, well, Chris, if I'm not well versed in something, should I even say something about it? And it's like mm-hmm. when you think about it, nobody's really well, well versed in anything. We can pretend like we are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So <laughs> share, share your truth. If you're passionate about it, share, share your experience, share your truth, um, because nobody has 40 different degrees that are you know playing in the M- NBA or NFL or WNBA. Right. right? So anybody that tries to critique you, yeah, I'm sharing my truth, right? I'm not sharing that mm-hmm. I have 40 different degrees in it. I'm just sharing experiences that I've had and something that I'm passionate about. So don't shy away from it um, when you want to use your voice. Yeah. I like that. Snaps to that. That was like great. <laughs> just dropping all these little nuggets. That's like today. all these gyms. You're just right dropping teeth throughout the whole podcast. No doubt. <laughs>
But so, Chris, we play a game called Start, Bench, Cut. And um, it's where we give you three things and you kind of put them in order as to who you would start, bench, and cut. So we're going with South Carolina restaurants, particularly Charleston. So we have Saltwater Cowboys, okay. Nigel's Soul Food, Bojangles, Start, Bench, Cut. I had to give you Bojangles. I'm going to go ahead and say... I'm gonna cut Bojangles. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna oh. cut. I'm gonna cut them off the rip. But but you know what? If they were on any different lists, I they, I wouldn't yeah. cut them. But saltwater cowboys, man, I love fried seafood. So that's boom. That's number one. And Got then uh, Nigel's Soul Food. That's that's a great great local spot down here. So okay. I'm gonna bench them. Um, but they're the six man because they come and they it's quick. Boom! I'm getting them right off the bench. <laughs> But if it was if it was breakfast time, I probably wouldn't cut your bo- the bojangles because I you know uh, you need a good breakfast from there. But it's lunch true. or dinner, they gotta go. It's out. It's okay. been talking about bojangles for years. Okay, so here's a topic we that we <laughs> here's a topic that we haven't even talked about this season. Chris, I have a question for you. Okay. Um, do you like banana bread? I do like banana bread. I do like banana bread, <laughs> but I don't really like banana bananas bread. like that. To be real, which I don't really like bananas, but I like banana but bread. Banana though. bread. Banana bread. Wow. She's never See, tried it before. I like banana. I like bananas, but I will not eat banana bread. She's and I never heard, even tried banana heard, bread. Somebody told me banana bread was, was like old bananas. Is that true? Like stale <laughs> bananas. Somebody told me that. It is. It's like when they're more ripe. Oh, I don't know about that one. See? <laughs> See? You people. See? But I like the bread, See? but I don't know. If, uh. See? Okay. That's the part. That's the net. That's the growth. So you part, haven't, Chris has at least tried it. You've never tried it. It's I'll good, try your yeah. Bojangles if you try some banana bread. You have to try it. Like, do you go to You Atlanta? have to try it. You have, no, like, Bojangles is completely different <laughs> from banana bread. Let's just clear the air there. <laughs> okay, Chris, last section here. This is really the spill the tea. So if you have any, anything you're working on, any, anything you want to drop, some little, it could be some more tidbits. You it could be some joy. little secret or something. Yeah, you, you have a baby. Anything? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So me, me and my wife, man, we've been we're high school sweethearts. So um, I'm tw- I'm 25. My wife's 24. Um, we've been together for almost nine years now, and uh, we've got one son, and then we we're having our second son, Caden, um, in about two weeks. So oh my gosh, that's oh that's congratulations. The yeah. Oh yeah. Congrats. Congrats. That's awesome. Appreciate it. That's really good tea. That's awesome. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. Congratulations. <laughs> well thank well, you we so really, much yeah yeah thank you so much chris we like appreciate you coming on like do you have anything you want to promote like this is the time that the stage is yours the floor is yours we really enjoy like you we coming in and speaking out. with us right anything yeah so so i i, I speak full time now so i usually share anywhere from 50 to 70 times a year um and when people want to bring me in they just go to chrissingleton.com so it's a message of unity a message of resilience I'm going to message that I think every single person needs to hear. So um, if people want to bring me in to, to share, it's uh, chrissingleton.com. There you go, Perfect. people. chrissingleton.com. Yes. Thank you so much, Chris. We appreciate it. Thanks, Chris. Thank you, guys. I appreciate the opportunity. And thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget to follow on Apple Podcasts, subscribe on Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Our show is produced by Just Women Sports. For more great sports content, go to justwomensports.com. Be sure to subscribe to the newsletter and YouTube channel and follow along on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. I'm Nafisa. And I'm Asia. And you've been listening to Tea with A&P presented by the WNBA.